All right, it's time to get geared up. From GeekWire.com in Seattle, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Well, we have a ton to talk about today. Apple had a two and a half hour worldwide developer conference keynote in longest, San Jose. The longest they've ever done. We're not going to spend that much time recapping it. We're going to give right. you the, the highlights and actually hopefully make it a little bit more efficient for you here to figure out exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly what went on. It'll only take us two hours to get through everything <laughs> exactly. on this show. So uh, Apple, I think, should probably take some cues from Microsoft, which spreads out its developer conference keynotes over a couple days. Right. Why, why not do that? They had definitely two days of material here. Um, I think it's just the fact that they want to get everything out in one day, and then they can just concentrate on the rest of the developer conference, which is actually a place where 5,000 developers congregate to start learning stuff. So I think they just want to get everything out of the way and not have to do a production two days in a row, is my guess. All right, so before we jump in, don't forget, subscribe to Geared Up at youtube.com slash gear live to see the live stream from Andrew. Also, you can go to uh, geekwire.com slash geared up to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your audio programs. We're all over the place. Absolutely. All right, let's jump right in. Okay. This is the HomePod. There it is. We are showing it on the screen behind us for people who aren't seeing it on the radio show or podcast. It's about seven inches tall. And how would you describe the design aesthetic of this? It looks similar to the Mac Pro, the previous edition of the Mac Pro, kind of. It's that cylindrical shape, but it has this weird mesh on the outside that looks like, you know, like a cat's going to try to ruin it. It's going to use it as a scratching post. And then at the top, there's an LED, which gives you the whole Siri, you know, interface, if you will. So Apple is describing this as a, quote, breakthrough wireless speaker for the home that yeah. delivers amazing audio quality and uses spatial awareness mm -hmm. to sense its location in a room and automatically adjust the audio. Right. That's cool. This is really... Apple's answer to the Echo. I mean, how else can you look at this, Andrew? Is this is this Apple it taking in, it forward, or I can is this Apple look just, at it another way? Okay, let's hear it. It's not Apple's answer to the Echo. Here's the problem: it's the Echo to the Echo. Come on, the Echo and the Google Home are smart speakers with terrible audio. That's what they both are. They okay. both are terrible with audio. See, I have an Amazon Echo. I think it's perfectly fine. Now, it's if terrible. you're talking about the Echo Dot, the fifty dollars even version, worse. Okay, yeah, it's worse. It's not as good. Right. That's how I would say it. Well, the thi well, here's the thing. We've had so we have wireless and Wi-Fi speakers that with really great sound that are not smart. You, you can call them dumb for lack of a better term. Yeah. Like a Sonos. Sonos is one of my top like three favorite gadget products like in the world. But you can't control them with your voice. They're not smart. You can stream to them. And then you have the smart speakers that are smart but don't have the sound that Sonos has. They they can play music and they have these little speakers built in, but they're not what you consider to be a great music experience. It just has speakers in there that allow you to play music. What Apple's doing with the HomePod is like a combination of both. It's a great speaker, but it's smart. And so it's their answer to Sonos and it's their answer to things like the Google Home and the Amazon Echo. And you can use them in pairs. You can pair them up in tandem. So one is the left speaker, one is the right speaker. You can put them all over your house and control multi-room audio from HomeKit. So you can't. these are things you can't do with those other smart speakers. Okay, that's a good point. Now, in terms of price, though, you're talking $349 right. for one of these. 
an Amazon Echo, the basic Amazon Echo costs 180. Yeah. So it's maybe it's different markets. Maybe this appeals mm-hmm. to different types of people. But you're saying that essentially it's a crossover device. It both both competes with the Echo and with the Sonos. Yeah, and also I mean this is much more powerful, not just from the speaker perspective. It, it has seven tweeters in there. It has a subwoofer in there. It does its own auto calibration. Even the Sonos can't do that. With Sonos, you have to use your smartphone to calibrate the room. Um, the HomePod just does it for you. It has an A8 processor. So that's the processor from the iPhone 6. So it's very, it's powerful. Um, that means it's doing a lot of the, the computation and everything on the device itself. It's not just like the Echo where it's like it sends your query over to Amazon. And then it's just like an internet, a, a verbal internet gateway. Um, and then it also has what Apple calls the, mu- the musicologist built in. Which is Siri. Siri, your musicologist. Okay. No one else has a musicologist built in. All right. So this, all of this sun, stuff sounds <laughs> marginally better to me. It sounds like, yes, this is something that the audiophile out there would definitely love. Right. But that's who it's for. It's for the audio okay. file. Okay. All right. But for the average, for the typical person who listens to one speaker and another and says, good enough. Yeah. Why on earth would anybody buy the HomePod over the Echo? I would say for HomeKit. Okay, so HomeKit is Apple's ability to control different devices. Yes. Amazon has like how many hundred hundreds of skills now? Right, but the thing do. is, Amazon can't control any HomeKit devices. Are we getting into like a little fanboy dispute no, going on here? I'm is just, I'm just telling the truth. Here's the truth: if you, so Apple is now working with builders and developers yes. of homes to, to when you buy a new home, like new construction, HomeKit is all built into everything. Yeah. So. You know, if you want something that can control that. Now, the other thing is, if you're doing HomeKit, you probably have an iPhone already, and you can do all this from your iPhone. You can just talk right into your iPhone. So, you know, that's the other thing to remember. You don't need this. But if you want the convenience and if you want a really good speaker, which the others aren't, if you want a really good speaker for your music and you're an Apple Music subscriber, you can't get Apple Music from Google Home. You can't get Apple Music from the Echo. This is the only way to get Apple Music in one of those speakers, and it'll sound really good. Is there any indication that Siri is going to be better than she is on my phone in this device? I think that story is going to be told in September. When they announce the next iPhone, I believe we're going to see a lot of advancements to Siri. They did talk about a little bit of it today, but there was so much they had to get in today that it almost felt like they were just like rushing and whenever they handed off the stage, like they were like running. They were all running. So there was a lot to talk about. We did see a couple of Siri improvements today, but I think um, we're going to see even more in September. And I think that's why this device isn't, isn't shipping until the fall. Okay. And it's, it's going to be available starting in December in Australia, the UK, and the US. So at that point, right. we're going we're to have the new iPhone out to look at. That's right. You're Which, buying one of these? What are you, one of the wait, wait, which <laughs> the one? Pod. The, the HomePod? No, no, he's, he's not, not buying it. No, he's not buying it. Forty-nine dollars—that is way too expensive. Oh man! You know, I've got a very nice, you know, five-year-old Bose sound dock in my house that I use with a uh, basically a I don't know maybe a 2012 era iPod Touch. It's perfectly fine, Andrew. Why <laughs> why do you need something this nice and this expensive? This is why like do you for need the something elite. this nice? This is this is this is way this is just way too much. I'm sorry. I thought we were part of the tech elite. <laughs> That's what I thought. Hey, when when the uh, conference started today, Tim Cook came out and he said he had a big Apple TV announcement too. Right. Which also tied right. into Amazon. Right. So they had six things they wanted to talk about today. And they started off with TVOS. 
And, you know, for each operating system, they give us a huge, you know, they tell us all about the new features. So the big major features of the new Apple TV this fall is that there's going to be an Amazon app. And that was it. That was it. Amazon Prime Video is finally coming to Apple right. TV. And then he was like, okay, moving on. Right, right. Now, I think there's more to that story because Amazon has really been pushing for all their uh, their first party shows and movies, uh, 4K HDR content. So I think this is foreshadowing in the fall, we're going to see a new Apple TV that supports 4K and HDR. So on that topic, I've been getting some tips from a couple readers about quality problems with the 4K streams from Amazon. Have you heard anything about that? No, and I use it almost, I mean, I wouldn't say daily, but a few times a week I'll watch Amazon streaming content and um, I almost always, like, I'll, I'll veer towards the 4K HDR stuff because I want to take advantage of my TV. You know, okay. like when like when 1080p first came out, everybody was watching, like, nature documentaries. <laughs> like, like it's kind of like that. Like, well, I want to take advantage of it. So, so it works fine. It's funny how different we are on this stuff because <laughs> I'll go into Amazon and I'll, like, make a point of diving down deep into the UI so I can get the 199 download oh instead of the gosh. 299 download. I'm I talking mean, about Prime Video. It's free. Okay, Prime, Prime, video. Prime Video is true, but yes. if you're buying one-offs, like I'll stay away from the, the <laughs> You don't HD. want the HD? No, I'll get oh the my SD. God. Good enough, man. It's good you're enough. You're renting content on a high-definition TV, and you want to get the SD version? Yeah, I, Did I say I had a high-definition TV? No, you <laughs> did not. How much? You did not. I can't remember if That's it true. is. It's a 36 He doesn't even know. <laughs> this is great. All right, so my other theory on this announcement of Prime Video on Apple TV is that Apple was basically throwing Amazon a bone at the mm-hmm. beginning of the presentation, saying, okay, hey, we're going to highlight your content here, uh, but at the end of the presentation, trying to cut them off at the knees with the, the Echo competitor. That's my theory. I don't know. That's sort of like I sort of, that's my read of the corporate uh, coopetition and rivalry. I don't. I don't. I don't agree. Just because the Echo is so like to to me, if you want an Echo, you're going Echo Dot. Fifty bucks. True. There's no comparison. Yeah, I got one of those for my mom, by the way, for Mother's Day. And Echo what does she Dot. Think? She won't set it up until I get home. She, <laughs> she wants. I'm going. I'm <laughs> heading home thing. over the Fourth of July holiday. <laughs> okay. And uh, she she wants to wait until I'm there. Right. So, but right. I, which I think is probably smart. I'd rather much. I'd much rather do that. Sure. Try sure. and do it over the phone. That makes sense. Phone tech support is not not one of my favorite things. Right. Yeah. Right. I got you. All right. So that is just just a small snippet of what Apple talked like about nothing. at yeah. the Worldwide Developer Conference today. We are going to be talking about much more. On this episode of Geared Up, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Geared Up on GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. All right, we are running down all of the biggest news from Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference today. It was a a two-and-a-half-hour keynote. We're boiling it down here for you, talking about the highlights and and what we found most interesting. Yes, there's a lot there. That's right. We just talked about the new HomePod and a little bit about the uh, Amazon Prime Video coming to Apple TV. Now let's jump into iOS 11, which I thought was a pretty big series of news announcements. A a ton. There's a ton there. Um, iOS is obviously their most used operating system. It's on most of their devices, over a billion devices. And um, so it's, it's probably the one that people are paying most attention to leading into the next iPhone as well. So lots to talk about here, starting with what I thought was the most interesting thing, by the way, the Files app. I bet you didn't think I was going to say that. The Files app. The you Files always, app. You always like the weird stuff. The <laughs> Files app. Okay. The weird stuff, also known as the stuff that actually really matters right. underneath the hood. The Files app is going to make it so you can use your iPad almost like you use a computer. Right. And that's why I think it's interesting. It essentially creates a view of your files. You can drag and drop files among different apps. Right. I create mean, I know folders. That, right. Create folders, do all sorts of different things, just like you 
would do with the computer. To me, this is interesting and the most interesting announcement out of this iOS 11 set of announcements because it is a very practical thing that people in the short term are going to be able to do to change how they use their device. Yeah. It's going to make it much more like a computer, and it's going to make the iPad Pro much more of an actual potential replacement to a Mac or a PC. Sure. I but can I think, see your I think there was a lot Andrew. more. No, no, I don't have a problem with that Files app. I think it's a good idea, but I don't think it's the best thing that they showed about iOS 11. Maybe not the best, but it's the most interesting and practical and short-term you know the short-term impact of that is it, that that's going to have a meaningful impact it's on good. The, the lives of, of iPad. But users. I think the bigger picture for the iPad, at least, is all those other features as well. How they come together to make it more of a computing platform. You've got a dock now, which is very similar to the Mac. Um, you've got the what else? What else was there? Oh, the drag and drop between multi like there's a whole bunch of new multitasking stuff. Yep, dragging and dropping between apps now. Um, you have a place where you can set um, things that you drag out, like you can, like a little holder area. That is pretty cool. They're taking on Venmo and uh, Square oh, Cash man, yes. with the ability to do peer-to-peer payments on Apple Pay. I thought that was really right. interesting. Not just that. So you can do the peer-to-peer payments from Apple Pay, and that's whether you're doing it on a watch or an iPad or an iPhone. But they're also giving you a virtual debit card in your Apple wallet. So Apple will actually hold your funds as well. So it's not just uh, you know going directly into your bank account. It'll actually you, you can hold your funds in Apple Pay now, which is like Apple's becoming a bank now. Yep. That's weird. Yep. Uh, there's a do not disturb feature that's going to be coming when people are driving. Do not disturb while is, driving. Yeah, which is a I mean that's practical. It's very practical, and it's probably going to be the way that most people notice they've got iOS 11 because it's going to say, "Hey, we're shutting down the phone while right. you're driving," and you can set it up to where only urgent messages come through. Right. Right. In terms and of auto practical replies. impact, auto replies. That's right. Yes. Hey, I like I'm driving. That. Yes. I yeah. like that. I mean, that's a problem. It's a it's a you know it's a problem that just keeps getting worse. So until we have cars that are just driving everybody around, we need uh, a way to stop distracted driving. And this obviously isn't going to stop it completely, but it could just reduce the distractions, which is good enough for me. Now, in terms of third-party developer tools, there were two really interesting ones that I think you're going to start to see yeah. ripple out into the app ecosystem. One is called Core ML, okay. machine learning capabilities, the ability for apps to actually learn from your behavior right. and then do things that are different. You, know, you like, love that. I, I do. I, I love it. I love how the, the parking app, uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the Maps app knows where, where I'm that. parking. I also love how Siri knows that about 6 a.m. if I wake up, and I plug in my headphones, you know, the first suggestion is NPR One. I mean, they, they know oh, that's nice. like, which app. I, I love the, the the notion of machines anticipating your behavior right. based on past that's activity good. And, and doing that. Also, very interesting and probably the most notable thing here, I, in terms of the future, the AR capabilities. That was, that was insane. AR kit and the ability to, uh, within your phone, place virtual objects on top of the real world. It's kind of like Microsoft HoloLens, right. except inside your phone. In your phone or your tablet. That's right. Um, and the tablet might even be nicer because you have that nice big screen. Um, and people are always like, why do you need to have you know, cameras on your tablet? And I think they showed a good reason today. Did you see that demo where they had like the, the it was like a war, yeah. a war scene happening right on the table? Video game, yep. That was so cool. It looked amazing. Yeah, it, looked like you, it was actually the, I mean, it was actually there. For those of you who love Pokemon Go, now they're going to switch to AR for Pokemon Go as well. So it actually looks like the the Pokemon are in the real world and versus like superimposed on it. Right, like s- standing on the they're road. They're actually there, yeah. yeah. And are it standing. was cool. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty cool. So lots to talk about in iOS 11. Was there anything else that stood out for you? 
Oh my gosh, AirPlay 2. Yeah. The new AirPlay now, which, uh, so we talked about the HomePod earlier and how you can set them in different rooms, but any speaker that integrates AirPlay 2 into it can now be part of the whole multi-room system. So now with HomeKit, you can control multiple speakers, have them all play the same thing, have them all play different things, no matter where they are in your house. Um, but there was a lot. There's a completely redesigned app store now. Um New photos app, new live photos. Like there's just a, they put a ton of stuff in there. They make it easier to get to your iMessage apps now. Yeah, the live photos thing I liked was the ability to essentially set your keyframe. Yes. I run into this all the time. There's like all these hacks that I do with these third party <laughs> GIF apps to try right. and uh, manipulate my live photos because you'll miss the shot. Right, right. But now Apple's actually made it part of iOS 11 where you'll be able to say, oh, I just, she blinked right there. And if I just go back a that's split second, right. that's the version that I want. And yes. you can set that as your keyframe. I think that's pretty cool. See, to me, I'm looking for all this practical stuff. I want it to actually have an impact on my life. The AR stuff, it's like the augmented reality. Okay, great. That's going to have an impact it, on that, your life. Sure, but that's far off down the road. It's going to take so long for developers to create actual True. compelling experiences on that stuff. What about indoor maps? That's that's a good indoor one. maps when you're at a, when you're at a, an airport or at a mall or something like that. Yep, they can actually have a. You open up maps and instead of seeing your street view, you're actually seeing a map of the inside of where you are to find stuff easier. That yep. was cool. Too. That's a good one. All right, so lots to talk about in iOS 11. That is coming out in the fall as well. Yeah, and we only talked about like 25 percent of the stuff. There's a lot out there. Right. Okay, but that's going to be available for people to upgrade for their existing devices. That's right. In addition to what we presume will be the next iPhone. Yeah, I believe this is going to be a 64-bit release only. So if you have an iPhone 5, 5C or earlier, you probably won't be able to upgrade. As long as you have iPhone 5S or above, then you should be able to get this. Okay, briefly here in the minute or so we have left oh, in this Watch segment. Oh, man, There was a lot Watch here, OS. too. Okay, we can talk about it in the next segment on the podcast. But highlights here include a new Siri watch face. Siri watch face. It adjusts during the day. So in the morning, right. it might tell you, hey, here's your calendar appointments. Later in the day, it might here's say- Here's your NPR. Yeah, Same here's, thing. Your, here's your sunset. It's it's. And by the way, this machine learning stuff, this is happening in Seattle. I don't know if you know this, but- Did not they, know They've that. got an engineering center here oh. in downtown Seattle where a lot of the machine okay. learning stuff is happening. So That's a, cool. A little Local, local angle there on some of this stuff. Yeah, that's great. Uh, other other things with the Apple Watch? They have uh, enhanced swim tracking now. They have high-intensity interval training now. You can start and stop workouts. You can change the workout you're doing, which you couldn't do before. Um, more music on your wrist. It'll now anticipate the music that you want, and it'll just automatically put it on your watch. So if you leave your phone and you go for a run and you have your AirPods, you will have music there. Um, the curated Apple Music playlist, they make curated uh, playlists for everybody twice a week. Those will be automatically on your watch as well. So um, person-to-person payments coming to the watch as well. You're going to be able to bump your watch against that, somebody No, else. you don't want to break your display. <laughs> uh, monthly make, challenges. Make Okay. So you and I can be in a monthly challenge. Ooh, let's see. do that. Yeah, let's do it. Well, you need to buy an Apple Watch. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So that's what you're doing. He's buying an Apple Watch, and we're going to do a monthly challenge once Watch OS 4 comes out. But there's plenty. Uh, Toy Story Watch Face as well. A lot of people clapped for that one. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. We've got a lot more to talk about. We're rounding up the news, analyzing Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. Lots of news from Apple this week. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Geared Up on GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. All right, we are rounding rounding down, rounding up <laughs> the news. Yeah, rounding winding, it all out. <laughs> winding down in terms of our roundup of Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. Ton of stuff that came out this week. We've talked now about, gosh, iOS 11. Yep. Apple HomePod. Watch. HomePod. 
And uh, there was one of the, oh. TVOS. TVOS. Amazon. Now, in this segment, we're going to be talking about Mac OS. Okay. The new Mac OS, which has a very interesting name that they right. poked fun at. I don't even know what that means. What? what? High Mac OS High Sierra. Like the High Sierras. Yeah, it's like in, it's a California reference. Okay. Like the Sierra Mountains. You're in the High Sierras. All right. Yes. So, never, okay. And we're also going to be talking about the brand new iPad Pro. Yeah. In this segment. So first off, let's talk about Mac OS High Sierra. Okay. What were the big highlights in your mind on this one, Andrew? Uh, well, first of all, um, what stuck out to me most was they reused part of last year's name, which was last year was Mac OS Sierra. Um, they've done that in the past with uh, OS X Lion, then it became Mountain Lion. Um, they had uh, Leopard, became Snow Leopard. And the big standouts of those previous operating systems was that they were really under the hood improvements that made the experience like just really bug free and things like that. So I think that's kind of what they're going for here again. They're kind of cleaning up Sierra and making it high Sierra. Now, lots of big Im improvements in the graphics technology in yeah. particular. So yes. what kinds H -E -V -C of things? HEVC. What does video? that mean? It's uh, H.265. So basically, um, you know, we've been moving towards 4K video, 8K video even is coming out. And so much bigger video files and, you know, bandwidth hasn't been growing at the same rate. And so when you move up to HEVC, you basically get about 25% more compression for these video files. So they'll look the same, um, but they'll just be a lot smaller. And that's going to be a big deal. Apple file system. So basically they're changing the file system. Most people don't realize how big a deal that is, but they're basically changing the architecture. Are you getting excited about some yeah. nitty-gritty under well, the hood yeah. technology like here, Andrew? Apple Apple demonstrated file copying today. <laughs> and um, you know, it's it sounds ridiculous, but when you see the results, so they took a bunch of videos, I think it was 10 videos, and they duplicated these videos on their on their workstation, whatever it was, the iMac. And on the current Mac OS Sierra, it took maybe 15 seconds, 12 seconds to do that operation. And on High Sierra, it took less than one second. It was immediate. So you start to see the benefits of, you know, switching to a new, you know, modern day file system. Now, on the topic of the graphics, one of the things that they're going to be doing with that is rolling out support for virtual reality. Right, finally. Yeah, that's right. So I don't, finally. I don't know how many people are aware of this, but things like Oculus and the the, the Vive from yeah. HTC. They don't work. They don't work on Mac. They're, they've been uh, so far exclusively the domain, essentially, of Windows PCs. Correct. And possibly Linux. I'm sure some people could probably hack, hack Linux. Maybe Linux, work, yeah. But, but, but in terms of mainstream OS operating systems that people use every it's day. It'd be Windows, yeah. Yeah, it'd be Windows. Boy, I'm going to get really killed for that comment, by the way. <laughs> Linux is mainstream, all right? Let me just state it for, state it for the record. To who? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. Um, like If you go onto the Apple website right now and you go to the High Sierra preview page, you will see the HTC Vive sitting there next to an iMac. Um, and that's a big deal because a lot of people who use Macs as their primary systems, if they wanted to get into VR, they had to go out and buy a separate, very expensive PC. Now you can just buy, well, not now, but when it comes out, you can buy the HTC Vive and start using VR right with your Mac. And in relation to that, Valve, which partners with HTC on the Vive and the yep. Steam VR platform, they're going to be optimizing the Steam VR platform for the Mac OS. There and, you go. And basically making all this stuff work. So also Unity and Epic are bringing their development tools to Mac OS. So very interesting. And again, though, going back to the beginning, Apple's a bit of a follower here. You know, they're following it. They're following Amazon yeah. with the HomePod. You know, I mean, <laughs> isn't this Apple? Apple's never first. They're very rarely ever first. What Apple does is they wait and they try to come out with something that's better. 
True. more seamless. I, and I would also contend that Apple at its best reinvents the category. Right. They, they don't just come out with something that's incrementally better. I don't know that any of these announcements that we're talking about today are an actual reinvention of the category. Maybe HomePod, if you take your argument that it's sort of taking the best of the high-end speakers and the right. virtual assistant speakers and putting them together. Eh, but, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't see an iPhone in here. You know what I mean? I don't see uh, something as, as generational or as groundbreaking as a, a new iPhone. Yeah. And, I, you know, the, on that, though, I don't think we I – don't, I don't know that Apple or any other company will ever have another iPhone. The iPhone is the best-selling consumer electronic device in the history of the world of, of consumer electronics. And – like that's a pretty big deal. I don't know if we'll, we'll ever see that again. That was such a huge, amazing shift. Everything else that they've been releasing relies on the iPhone. So, for example, the Apple Watch will never surpass the iPhone because you need the app. You need right. the iPhone to use the Apple Watch. You know, and I don't think there'll ever be another big thing like that. But that said, and I don't know that the, I don't think the HomePod's going to be a big deal either. I think they're going to like tuck it into their, you know, the Apple Watch and that, that their other best category. It won't category. be a category. Yeah, it's yeah. just another, you know, another thing that they want to put out there to, you know, kind of tie you into their ecosystem. So let's talk about this thing that's right here behind the, sc- oh, on look the at screen that. for this. This is the iMac Pro. Yes, this is the first. This is the first oh, of its man. kind device, right? Have they had an iMac Pro? They have before? never had an iMac, iMac Pro. Pro. They've had the Mac Pro, right? Um, which has been. You know, the last time they released one was in 2013, so people have really been waiting. So that's a standalone cylindrical standalone device. Standalone cylindrical device, right, which they are monitor. now redesigning. And now this is an all-in-one. This is an all-in-one. The iMac Pro. And this iMac Pro, I mean, this looks like a beast. It starts at $5,000, um, which a lot of people I saw complaining, 5000 like, this isn't meant for the general consumer. Like, this is an actual pro device. They released new iMacs today um, for, you know, just the average consumer, brand new iMacs. Um, they haven't released one since 2015. New new MacBook refresh. New too. MacBook Pro and MacBook refreshes. Um, but this this is not coming out until December, and this is like a whole nother thing. This is a this runs Intel Xeon processors, which are server grade processors. Um, the only time they've ever used those processors in the past was in the Mac Pro. So they're really trying to make an iMac Pro that's a real Pro machine. It's going to go up to 18 cores, which is absurd. 128 gigabytes it'll support, which is absurd. It'll have four Thunderbolt 3 ports and four Thunderbolt, wait, four Thunderbolt 3 ports and four USB 3 ports. So eight USB uh, in total. Um, it's going to be crazy. Up to 4.5 gigahertz in speed. I don't know. Like, What, what are you going to do with this? Spec- like, so if you, if, you are, if, you, if you're developing in VR, if you're doing 360 video, if you're a video editor, like there's a lot of you know, high performance people that need these you know much stronger computers and this is not for someone who just wants to check their email and play some get like the people complaining about the price basically the people who are going to buy this are the people who aren't complaining about the price right there's people that see this five thousand dollars for this i need to get that those are the people who this is for if you're complaining about the price look at the regular imac because that's probably for you all right last announcement that we're going to cover the new iPad Pro. New iPad Pro, yes. 10.5 inch. 10.5 inches. Well, they, they updated both of them. So the 10.5 and the 12.9. They're both new. Um, new well, display. The, the 10.5 has not existed before. This, right. That's a, new, a replacement for the, the 9.7. Yes. Yes. So and but then they updated the twelve point nine as well. Yes. So what's the who who cares? It's a new iPad. Who Pro. cares? <laughs> this is a six core CPU. It's the A ten X processor. Six core CPU, twelve core GPU, one hundred twenty hertz refresh rate, which is actually a big deal. When you're scrolling, it's going to actually feel smooth and nice, like 
this is probably the best display and that's taking into account iPhone and taking into account all the Mac computers. It's probably the best display Apple makes. It's a true tone display still, 600 nits of brightness, which is crazy, P3 color space, and HDR. So it's going to be beautiful. So they've got a new Apple Pencil, if I understand correctly. No, or same Apple Pencil. Same Apple Pencil, but it works better with this new iPad right. Pro. Right. So, so the latency is 20 milliseconds. 20 milliseconds. Do you know what the Surface Pro yes, Pencil is? Yes, I do. Is? What is yes, it? Yes, I do. Two weeks ago, they announced a new Surface. Yes. Um, and they announced that it was the fastest digital pen ever at 21. And so now Apple comes out with Apple the beat them. <laughs> Apple beat them. Take they, that, Panos. With a, one by one, one millisecond. millisecond. <laughs> one millisecond. That's Apple. See, they just take what's already out there and they make it better. So wait, when, when are these new iPads going to be available? New iPads are shipping now. So you can order one now yeah. and they're they're shipping basically next week. Um, the All the Macs are shipping as of today. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, Andrew, I got to go because I need to head over to the you Apple store. <laughs> I am I'm in the market for a brand spanking new MacBook Pro 2016 variety because I'm assuming that the price on those has dropped. Am Maybe, I right? but you're going you're going for the new ones with the with the Thunderbolt. I am. I am going to go. I am. I'm going USB C. About to go do- dongle. Life. I'm going to I'm going to go dongle life. I'm going to go for it. Hashtag dongle life. <laughs> All right. We'll see. I'll, next week I'll report back on. Good. How it's yeah, going. I want to know, and I'll report on the prices it. too, because really that's the most important okay. thing. Did, okay. did, am I going to be able to get it on the cheap? I think so. Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. They they announced the new MacBooks, and so they cut the price of right. the existing ones to clear the inventory. That's yeah. But I mean, they, they're also cutting the price of the of the Touch Bar models. If you really want to, if you really want to go crazy, it seems like it. Seems like fancy jewelry that I just don't need. The touch bar. <laughs> that's true. I never see you wearing fancy jewelry. Yeah, exactly. So, true. That's true. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. You are listening to Geared Up. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gear live and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com. 